Bruno. It's, it's another Wednesday Going night. Going on. We are back. Welcome to the Cigar Match Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Adam. That's and I'm Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about be- that. I had a little bit of a cough from the cigars. <laughs> Not that they cause any harm, but I was trying to mute and unmute at the same time. I'm old, so deal with it. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we're back and we've got a packed show tonight. So let's we do. Just, let's dive right in. First things first, Bruno. All right. We've so, got go go. <laughs> I'll we'll both talk about this one as yes. we're sitting here prepping for the show. Let's see what time that actually came in at. What the hell time was it? Five twenty-two p.m. I get a high-powered email from CRA about premium cigar score victory as the federal yeah. court rules against FDA. All right, that's a huge headline, but let's back that up one second. Let's explain what is CRA for yes. anybody that may not know, because this is something that you should all know about. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Cigar Rights of America. Yes. So this outfit, they have a website. It's uh, cigarrights.org. Yep. I was a member. Unfortunately, I let my membership lapse, but I am going to join again. It's like yes. 25 or $30 a year, $25 a year. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're lucky enough and you, the brick and mortar we were at used to uh, sell what they called their freedom packs, which was packed full of cigars and your, and a year's worth of um, your membership. Yep. I recommend very, 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 very highly to join this organization. I am yes. going to rejoin. Yes. Same here. Uh, I mean, the FDA, the government wants to regulate the hell out of cigars. Who is going to stand up and fight for us um, to keep that that freedom that we have to enjoy the cigars that we love? And that's where CRA comes in. And so, yeah, we I highly, highly, highly suggest if you're not familiar with CRA, check out the website. Like Bruno said, if you can find the Freedom Pack, the Freedom Pack was an awesome deal. Oh, you God. Had, I believe it was 10 cigars and they were quality cigars. They weren't just 10 random cigars thrown in there. So here's if you find this year's pack. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, I'm just going to go, go for through them because yeah, I want one of these packs now. Fuente Fuente Opus X, the undefeated LFD and a delusion bull Ashton VSG Toro Torpedo JC Newman Diamond Crown Julius Caesar Pyramid. Yes. Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf Limited Edition Figurado. Figurado. Yeah, I can say that. (laughs) My Father's Special S Toro Oliva Series V Milano Padrone Black 52 Rocky Patel 60 Toro and a Tatoe Limited Robusto Especial. Yes. So that's what, 10 cigars, right? Yeah, two, four, six, eight. Yep, that's 10 cigars. And do you know the MSRP? Is it still the same as it used to be? I do not know. I know before it used to be $100. $100. I do not know what it costs now. Yeah, so yeah, that could have changed. Back in in the day, it used to be $100 for that pack, 10 quality cigars, and that was your year membership to CRA. And then if you're going to your B&M, your local B&Ms, like you should be doing, uh, if you ask, a lot of the local B&Ms will also provide a discount for CRA members. I know the that brick and mortar that we worked at, if you showed us your your CRA membership card, we offered a 10% discount on your purchases. So, yeah, definitely look at the CRA. Um, highly, highly recommend because they had a huge victory today. Let, let's get right to the meat of this thing. Oh, know, yeah. we're, we're promoting the hell out of the CRA, but let's get right to the meat of this thing. So going back, I believe this uh, the original ruling was 2016. Correct. Um, the FDA wants to has been trying to regulate premium cigars. They're going to regulate the hell out of the industry and destroy it. They're going to treat premium cigars like cigarettes and other uh, tobacco products, which they should be regulated to a point. You know, not every not, a kid shouldn't be able to go buy premium cigars. I agree with that, but that's not a thing. Uh, teenagers, they're not spending, you know, ten fifteen dollars no. on a premium cigar. <laughs> no, <laughs> they are not. But and if they are. Then they have very, very rich parents, which yes. is neither of us. Yes, yes. But the FDA wanted to regulate the industry, and they, it would have destroyed the industry. Uh, today, a judge ruled against the FDA um, in, in favor of cigar smokers around the world, and they have they actually set uh, what it means to be a premium cigar, and that these premium cigars, um, the FDA kind of... I, I want to say they, they kind of went around and went out of their lane a little bit to even try to get this regulation kicked off. And the judge said, no, there, there's a proper process. If you want to do this, you have to follow the process. And you, you, you guys didn't follow the process here. Can rule against it. So essentially what, what the ruling is, is right now is that the, 
the really came out said that premium cigars are what you think a premium cigar is. They are 100% tobacco. They're non-flavored. They don't have a tip. They are what we all know is a premium cigar. Um, does that mean there won't be regulation going forward? Or I should, yeah, I, okay, regulation going forward? No, does not mean that at all. Uh, but we have a ruling that says these are premium cigars. They are different than menthol cigarettes or you know what have you there. So it's a big win. It, it sets a legal precedence there. We, we have a, really a, is. a legal definition of what a premium cigar is. Uh, and they can be handled separately from things like, you know, menthol cigarettes or vaping products. So it's it's a huge, huge win. It's it's a good step for the cigar community. It's very awesome to see CRA get a win in a case like this. Uh, and there's still more to come. This will not be the end of it. This is no, just one not. step in the process. But it's really huge. This just broke, and this is great news for cigar smokers um, here in the U.S. So if you if you haven't if you're not a part of the CRA, definitely check it out. If you've got the extra twenty five bucks, definitely go do it. Uh, can't speak highly enough. About no, it. I can't either. Because this, the membership money and anybody that donates, they're using that money to fight things like this. Because yes. um, fighting the government especially the FDA, is not inexpensive. You're right. talking some pretty high-dollar lawyers that have to sift through. I mean, I told you, Adam, I opened up the document that is, oh, God, how it's 12 pages long, and I started to read it and thought, okay, this is written, written in lawyer knees. I can't understand <laughs> Reads it. Reads like stereo instructions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'd rather read stereo instructions. <laughs> So yeah, it was a very cool thing, and I'm really excited to to see that. So definitely, here's a plug for the CRA. Go check it out. Cigar right, it's cigarrights.org. Is that right, Bruno? Or is it cigar rights? Uh, it's, I think it's no, it's, it's, it's cigarrights.org. Okay, perfect. Or just Google a CRA Google cigar rights yeah. of America. Check the show notes because I will include a link in the show notes. Check the cigarmatch.com podcast. Ah, check the podcast website. I'll put exactly. a link up there too. <laughs> getting tongue-tied yeah, what, what he said yeah what's the url to our, our website again cigarmatchpodcast.com the cigar match yeah thank you see cheesy <laughs> Pete, man. i told you man it's been a long day it's been a long day and i, so, I mean I'm, you I'm, get uh i'm not even drinking bourbon i know i am drinking bourbon you so are uh, and i can't talk uh, <laughs> so all right man so cool so there that's really cool let's let's dive in we've got like i said we've got a packed show so we can't uh Yes, we can't sit and hammer away at one thing. Let's just keep let's keep moving. Yep. Awesome for CRA, but let's keep moving. So one of the things that, that Bruno, Bruno and I have discussed over the last couple of weeks and kind of what, what we typically will do is listen back to our previous episode and say, what could we have done better? One of the things that, that we have come up with is there's some terminology that we throw around that in the beginning, we try to be mindful of it. Like CRA? So, <laughs> like CRA. Yeah. We try to be mindful and stop and explain some of the terminology. And then we started to get away from that. We just started to take for granted that, hey, we're talking to cigar guys. They probably know this. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I do know that we, we have some newbies out there that listen that are just coming into the, the cigar culture. And some of these terms, they're leaving them scratching their heads a little bit. Um, so we wanted to, to start with just some basic terminology. Let's define some things that we, some terms we throw around left and right. Uh, so getting into that, let's start with, with the basics of a cigar. Uh, it's got a few main components, and we've thrown some of these terms around already. You've heard us. You've heard these. And I apologize for some of you veterans out there. You're like, yeah, I know this. Yep. <laughs> we get so, this. We get it. Trust me. But there are people what is that the, this will be helpful. What is the top of the cigar called, Adam? The cap. Ah, the cap. The cap. And that is That's you, the end you cut. <laughs> you cut. That's the end. Yes. <laughs> That's the end you cut. And if you're looking at your cigar, the uncut end of the cigar, and you can usually, if it's a triple cap, you can find the, the lines that denote the cap where the cap was put on, and you would cut behind those lines. Um, when he says behind, in yes. essence, when you're cutting your cigar, if you're just doing a straight cut, it's a little bit different if you're punching. Cause right, yes. You should punch in the middle. Mm-hmm. A V cut, keep the V cut in the middle. But if you are doing a straight, straight cut... cut Cut as little of that cap off as humanly possible. I'll yes. normally cut, then I'll draw. If the yeah. draw isn't right, I'll snip it a little bit more. And I can do that because I have awesome Zycar. <laughs> Zycar cutter. Plug. Yeah, cutters. man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have a Zycar. I mean, but yeah, I mean, you definitely want to cut less. It kind of ease up. It's easier to take smaller cuts because you can't put back. If you go take lop off a quarter inch of your cigar uh you you can't put that back 
So definitely you want to you want to ease up, take light, take small cuts, draw. Does it feel loose? If it feels tight, maybe cut a little more. If it feels too loose, just stop because yeah, just stop. <laughs> You're not cutting. It's not going to make it any better at that point. All right. So we got the cap. What's the other end of the cigar called? Bruno? Oh, it's called the foot. Kind of like foot. the feet at the bottom of your yeah. body. Exactly. The foot. That's the end that you like. Uh, and there's not much more to really say. <laughs> well, I mean, I know a lot of people, including myself. I'll smell the foot. I'll put yeah. it pretty much yeah. up to my nostril. Right up to my nostril. Same. I'll smell it. And one of the cigars we're going to talk about later that I was all excited to smoke because it had the foot of, it smelled to me like the earth or a barn. We'll Ooh, talk yeah. about that one later. But yes, yes. That's what the foot smelled like. I love I love barnyard smelling cigars. I know. I thought I was going to. <laughs> now, I do want to stop right there because I, I recently had a cigar. Um, a couple of weeks ago, that had a closed foot. And when I say a closed foot, that means that the foot of the cigar was wrapped. It wasn't exposed. Um, and you don't cut that. You just light it and, and it burns away. It's usually a very thin leaf. But you will see wrapped feet, a wrapped foot. You'll see a shaggy foot where there are kind of longer bits of tobacco that stick out from the foot. Um, so that's, that's the foot. Now, on a side note, before you go on, sorry yes. to interrupt you. Yeah. One of the things that I want our listeners to be conscious of is if you do have a closed foot cigar, and I've had a number of them that do, it's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be difficult, but don't keep cutting the cap until you get a good draw because you are not no. going to get a no, good no, draw no, no, no. through a foot that's no, wrapped. If, yes, I, I had that exact experience uh, with my son who had his first closed foot cigar. He cut, cut it and he said, it's too tight. I said, no, don't cut it again. <laughs> don't it's cut got it a, again. It's got a closed foot. It's, 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 <laughs> It'll yeah, open up, trust yeah. us. It yes. will good open call. up. Good call, Bruno. Uh, so next we've got, there are th- the, three, the three major parts of a cigar. Uh, wrapper binder filler and we'll start with the wrapper the wrapper is the outermost leaf of the cigar it's when you're holding the cigar in the hand in your hand it's this the leaf that you're touching that is called the wrapper of the cigar that is probably the most flavorful leaf in the entire cigar Uh, it's also 70 plus percent yeah it's usually a little thin so it, it can be easily damaged so when you're taking the band the band is the the paper label on the cigar. When you're taking your bands off, be very careful because you can easily tear that wrapper leaf. Uh, and then directly under the wrapper, we have the binder. Uh, the binder is a, a thicker leaf usually that holds everything inside together. Yes. Um, and then that binder, what's it holding together, Bruno? Filler. Filler. Yeah. Filler is the main, let, let's say the meat and potatoes of the cigar. It's yes. the, if you're looking at the foot of your cigar, all of that tobacco you see in the middle of the cigar, that is your filler tobacco. And in essence, that has probably close to the least amount of taste. Yeah, it is. It's it's filler. It's it's, it's long. It, it's t- well, why premium it's cigars. Filler. It's like exactly. Yeah, that's why it's called filler. Now you will hear you will hear ah will hear terms such as long filler. Yep. Mixed what does filler. That mean? And short filler. All yes, right. long filler are uncut filler leaves. You will hear um, mixed filler. Mixed filler cigars are cigars that have a filler that contains long uncut leaves as well as trimmings of, of other leaves. So they'll cut the leaves down and they'll be, they'll be mixed filler. And then mixed filler, I should have went to short filler next because short filler is where the filler leaf is, leaf is cut. So you don't get the full leaf in there. You get a, por- you get a cut portion of it. And then it's cut again and moved moved down the, the line, and that cut leaf is used in a, into the filler. That's those are called short filler cigars. Short filler cigars are typically your bundle cigars. Yes, uh, or seconds, bond, or seconds, seconds. Yes, yes. Those and hey, t- typically use short filler. Don't be fooled just because it's short filler or seconds or the clippings no. from mm-hmm. the premium cigars. I've had some really oh, yeah. fine. Yes. Yeah. Don't seconds. Don't, don't be like me. Don't eye roll things because it's short filler. Uh, <laughs> I have done that in the past, and but I have had short filler cigars that I I have genuinely really enjoyed. So yeah, don't don't look at it and say, "Oh, that's short filler. It's not going to be good." No, it's now, not. One of true. the things I want to cover. I'm just gonna gonna jump back to yeah. the wrapper. Yeah. Because Adam talked about it is delicate. When you're getting ready to take the cigar band, which is what it's normally wrapped that has the 
really cool artwork in the name of the cigar. If you find that it's not really moving at all and you feel like it may be a little bit glued to that wrapper, smoke the cigar for a little bit. Yes, let that they glue will, heat up. Yeah, they will tend to loosen up a little bit. Personally, I know people that take their wrappers off immediately. I leave mine on until I'm getting ready to smoke yep. it because my fingers, I'm an Italian, yep. so... Yep. I'm a little bit oily, so I don't want to damage that. <laughs> well, yeah. we're not going to get into the, the slang My, term for that. No, I, I do the same. Mine's out of habit. I, I leave the band on until I'm almost up to it. Because as someone a long time ago told me, said, hey, let that glue heat up a little bit and that, yes. that band will come off easier. So now for me, out of habit, I've done it so long, I leave the band on until until I'm almost up to it. And then I'll usually I'll, I'll peel it off at that point. But I and recommend a, you don't smoke a, it. Yeah, don't unless you've got something like we've talked about before, the Amazon Basin that had a wrapper that it was smokable. Right. Uh, but, or I think, what is the other? Uh, there's another out there. Uh, Leaf, I think, by Oscar. Also has a smokable ooh, band. I know I've smoked the Amazon. Yeah. But be be sure that your, <laughs> your wrapper <laughs> yeah. is actually yeah, smokable. Yeah, be certain of that before you do it. A hundred percent. All right, so let's move on. This is the one that I'm most excited to, uh, oh, to yeah. talk about. Because this is a term I use all the time on the podcast. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that I've never defined this term. Uh, and it's my favorite cigar culture. I say cigar culture a lot. And so tell us, Adam. Yeah. What does it mean? So cigar culture, the meaning behind that is, is it's very, it, it's, I'm trying to find a good way to define this because let me lay it out like this. When you start smoking cigars, just because you smoke a cigar, maybe you like smoking cigars. You, you have, you know, a cigar a week and you're just, you enjoy cigars. Simple as that. Um, that may not be completely defined cigar culture. Cigar culture is when you reach that point where you are going out and taking part in events. Um, you are constantly on the hunt for the next great cigar. You're maybe collecting cigar memorabilia. Um, you're interacting <laughs> no. on social media with, with the rest of the cigar community. That's the cigar culture. Or going um, to your local brick and mortar and sitting yes, in their lounge and smoking. E exactly. Exactly. Being a part of the cigar society, that's the that's cigar culture. At least to me anyway. Somebody may say, oh, that's not what it is. But to me, that's how I view the cigar culture, which is a good pivot point. Um, you know, on that last night, Bruno and I went to an uh, Oliva, Oliva Cigars event uh, to take part in cigar culture. We went and smoked some cigars with a great group of people. Um, and it was a, a really great experience. Um, and I say that from a place of, I'm not a, I'm not a person that enjoys crowds of people, um, at all. I, I, <laughs> I, I am really, I, I, I am really, um, inward when it comes to, to crowds, especially when I don't know anybody there. And Bruno invited me to, invited me to go with him last night. I said, yeah, let, let's, let's go. Uh, so I get there and immediately I, I meet Bruno, which is awesome. Uh, I shouldn't say meet cause I, I met up with Bruno while right. there. He uh, saw me like, walking in and going exactly. to, the to buy more cigars. <laughs> yes. Um, and Bruno introduced me to, to his friends that were, were also there, which immediately I was like, Oh, I don't like meeting, meeting new people. <laughs> but I sat down at the table, we all lit up cigars and we just started talking and it was a beautiful night. Uh, we had some great cigars. We had some great conversation. Uh, there were some some drawings. Uh, some of the guys in our group won some nice prizes. Um, it, the whole night, when you look around, what I was really impressed with was I, I was sat at my table, looking around, surrounded by all these guys just hanging out, smoking cigars, not really a care in the world. Just no, everybody other than in, other than harassing <laughs> each other and yes, calling exactly. each other names. Yes, all in good fun, all in good fun over drawings, uh, but. It was just the most relaxed, enjoyable environment in the world. It was it was an amazing experience. So if you've never gone to a cigar event, and I say that like I've never been to one, which is right. odd. Um, <laughs> you've been to plenty. I've been to plenty, yes. But this this one was it was a lot of fun. I hadn't been to an event in a long time. So if you have the opportunity to get out to your local brick and mortar and, and go to an event, yeah, I definitely. highly suggest get out there and just you know go have some fun. Go go smoke some new cigars. If you're if you're a person like me, you're not you're I'm not going to walk around and just introduce myself and meet people. That's fine. Get your cigars, hang out, light up your cigar, and I'm sure that you will somehow end up in a conversation. Oh, yeah. That's um, not that, it's impossible not to. Yeah. The cigar culture, the cigar community are amazing people. So, so what they do is, like last night, Oliver 
mm-hmm. they sponsored the event. So yep. I think it was uh, 21 and some change with tax. Yep. You got four cigars to smoke, and then you could buy some raffle tickets. Uh, you you got six for five dollars, and man, they gave away a lot of eight packs last night. Probably fifteen or so eight packs, yes, and then stuck. they gave away three boxes. Boxes, and it's yeah. just that was the funnest part because those guys they get very verbal with everybody <laughs> that's in there. Yes, especially if you have a winner who's won multiple times. Multiple times, yes. So not only and then they had some swag giveaways, they gave away some hats, some cutters. Um, so you never, I mean, there was a lot of prizes, which is always cool. It's always cool to win a prize. Um, so it, definitely if, go to your brick and mortar, talk yes. to them, ask them if they have cigar events. I would be shocked if. if yeah. You live in a city where your brick and mortars don't necessarily. Some of the really small ones may not, but I know just do your research. You so will it, not it, I'm going to throw wrong. you a, I'm going to throw a curveball because Bruno doesn't know about this. Uh-oh. Um one of the things, one of the ideas I've had for the podcast that I've not talked to Bruno about, so <laughs> this oh God, may get here shot we go. down. Uh but one of the things that I've thought about doing is having our own kind of virtual cigar nights. Uh, we record bi-weekly, so there's always that off week where Wednesday hits, and I'm just looking at my my computer, and I'm just like, man, I wish I could be on the podcast right now. <laughs> so what I'm what you're I'm hooked. thinking about what I'm thinking about doing, and if you're listening to this, shoot us a message somewhere, social media on the website, and let me know if you'd be interested. But I, I'm thinking about standing up, Bruno. You're not gonna know what this is, and I'll explain it to you. I'm thinking about <laughs> setting up a a cigar match podcast Discord server. Uh, Discord Bruno for you is a it's like a chat server. Um, on the internet, obviously, on your computer, uh, that has it provides voice and video chat. Uh, so I'm thinking about setting that up before the podcast, and then on the off Wednesday that we don't record, trying to start scheduling out some cigar nights where we just we hang out on the Discord and we just smoke cigars together, and everybody talks, just hangs out, kind of gets to know fun. people. I think it could be fun, and it could be a nice way of introducing cigar newbies to cigar culture. I would agree. Um, you know, you can come into the Discord, you know, turn on your camera if you want, hang out and talk, take part in it, and ease into what it's like to be at a cigar event. Uh, granted, we all, we'll all be sitting in our own homes, but it can be fun. <laughs> and uh, I have an exhaust system in my basement so I can smoke. Yeah, it, it, it would be fun. So that's something that, that I'm, I'm working on in the background. Uh, it's not, not ready yet. It's, it's a little ways off. I've got the server set up, and I'm working on some other things to try to just make it, a little, make it fun. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't figured it out, he is the brains behind this. All I do is talk. <laughs> ah, it's a team. It's a team effort. So yeah. before we started, yes, yes, you had a very interesting point about something that took place from the cigars we got last night. Yes, I did. And so this is something that uh, literally right before we started recording, uh, Bruno and I jump in the green room and we kind of pr- just go through our notes and prep the layout of the show. Um, so prior to that, I was just hanging out and I grabbed the uh, some of the cigar, the pack of cigars from the event last night, which was the uh, the Oliva event. Oh, I try saying that. Um, <laughs> and I looked and there was an Oliva Serie G. And I thought to myself, I don't know the last time I've smoked an Oliva Serie G. It's probably been 10, 15 years at least. Um, and I started thinking, I'm like, why? Why have I not? Do I? I don't remember like having this cigar and saying I hate it, but I just. I don't remember the last time I've had one, period. Uh, and if, I, if it was something I liked, I would have had it sometime in the last 10 years, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. If it's something so, you liked, you yeah. kind of go back for it. Yeah, and so I, I decided, I was like, I'm going to have this, this Siri G before we record tonight. So I, I grabbed the Siri G out of the, the humidor, uh, cut it, and I lit it. And immediately, I, I kind of, my face kind of lit up. I said, what, what in the hell is this cigar that I just lit up? Because it was... <laughs> It was not what I was expecting, and I don't know what I was really expecting because, like I said, I haven't had one in at least 10 years. But I lit it up, and the first, the first draw, I was blown away by how good it was. Yeah. And so I started thinking, that it was like, if, it was this, if, it, if I had always thought it was this good, I wouldn't have went 10 years without, without, another, without having one. So I start, as I started to think about it more, it's like, I wonder if this is, as you continue on your cigar journey, your palate is going to change. Uh, something that you don't like today, you know, and let, let's say a year, but it could be less, it could be more. Yeah. Your palate's going to change. It's going to develop more. And that's, that cigar is going to taste different to you. It's called getting older. <laughs> yeah, it's called getting older, I'm sure, because 
I used to my my taste in cigars has definitely changed. Oh my! Everything everything had to be peppery, spicy, yep. and just as full strength and as full body as possible. As I've gotten a little older, that's changed. I still enjoy and, that type of cigar. Oh, long but, filler, no short filler, huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As I've gotten older, that's that has definitely changed, and my palate has definitely developed and, and has changed for sure. So something to keep in mind: just because you tried a cigar once and didn't care for it, give it some time. Maybe revisit it and see if. If your palate's changed, maybe you'll like it. The Siri G just kind of, it, I was I was genuinely impressed with it, so I was really happy. So I will say that I just had a Siri G, and it was quite good. They are good cigars. So yeah, so that that's my my rant on you know your palate maturing. Um, so uh, we kind of let's go to uh, yeah. We're going to expand a little bit upon the uh, cigar structure and go into some different regions. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you will hear as your as your I shouldn't say here. Maybe you'll see yeah. or as you're talking to people, um, or when you're at your local brick and mortar, you'll see that you know things you'll the 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 regions the cigars are from. Correct. And what we wanted to, to kind of discuss were some of the the major ones, the the big ones that you you'll see the most common. Yes. And that would be uh, tobacco from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua. Honduras and the U.S. and Cuba and Cuba. Obviously, we can't forget Cuba. No, uh, which brings me to another cigar term that before we get too far into this, I want to hit because it'll be it'll be we'll probably bring it up in this conversation right here. A term that you that you will hear or see when you're buying cigars is Cuban seed. Correct. What is what is Cuban seed tobacco? So Cuban seed tobacco is tobacco that was grown from seeds that were brought from Cuba. Correct. Um, that is a very common term in the industry. Um, I wish those seeds tasted like real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it's not the seeds that make the flavor. No, it's the, it's it's the, the soil. soil. Uh, but that is something you will see is Cuban seed. And that is seeds that were brought from Cuban tobacco. So I know from just kind of my years in doing this, each region is going to give you something different, but Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting to get your take on this also. I've always seen the Dominican as kind of a smoother, I won't say mild, but like a mild to medium as where you get in the Honduran and Nicaraguan, that's going to be a little bolder. Yes. Um, of course, the biggest one from the United States is my go-to, the Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. So, and that is a, that is definitely a mild one. So I'm going to stop you there because um, you say you hit Connecticut and you said it's definitely a mild one. Let's not forget something like the Connecticut broadleaf. Well, that's a true. Connecticut broadleaf Maduro is, oh man, that's, that's gotten to be a leaf that I am just falling in love with right now. Uh, I've had a handful of Connecticut broadleaf cigars lately and just, I've been completely in love with that leaf. So not all, not all, just because you see Connecticut leaf doesn't mean it's going to be mild and mellow. Um, but that goes for all, you know, you can see all this cigars from Nicaragua. To me, Nicaragua is usually a, a very full yes, tobacco. I would uh, agree with that. But that doesn't mean all Nicaraguan cigars are going to be that way. Nope. Um, you can get some, some, something shade grown in Nicaragua. It's probably going to be a little more mild. That's another term. Perfect. Sun grown and shade grown. There Let's you hit go. those real quick. <laughs> Just like they sound. Sun grown, sun grown tobacco is grown in the full sunlight. Uh, that, that sunlight, um, I think the 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 thought there is the the full sunlight on the tobacco the longer it's there increases the strength of the tobacco the strength and the flavor. It's whereas shade grown tobacco is literally it's grown in the shade. There are um, they're almost like like tent covers. Yeah, it, the cloth covers. Cloth. Yeah, it's like exactly. Yes, like cheesecloth hanging above the plants um, in the fields. So they are literally grown in the shade, and that. That that shade grown tobacco is typically a little more mild, a little more mellow than the sun grown. The sun grown is usually pretty pretty bold. And I do find that as you know, as I've gotten more into my years of smoking cigars, I do enjoy the sun grown because they are they are bold. I I love yes. the Connecticut, the shade, and a lot of the different ones. But as far as I, there was a Fuente once that was sun grown that was a known. It was a, I can't even remember, the unnamed or something. It was a sun Oh, yeah. The unnamed oh, reserve. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Quality it was stuff. so good. Yeah. So we, the big ones, like I said, we have Dominican, we have Honduras, Nicaragua. Um, those are the three you will hear the most. Typically for me, I'm with Bruno, Dominican, when I hear Dominican, is usually a, a pretty 
I don't want to say mild, but yeah, it's, it's usually mild. a mellow. It's usually smooth. Um, it's whereas Nicaragua and Honduras, I prefer Nicaragua, Nicaraguan. Um, that's my personal preference because it's usually a little more stouter, a little bolder. Uh, a lot tip when I think Nicaraguan, I think spicy, which yes. I love spicy tobaccos. Yes. Uh, Honduras also is usually pretty bold. Although I will say I am a little bit of a stickler when it comes to Honduran tobacco. There is one note that I always find in Honduran tobacco that I just do not care for. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm a little, anytime I smoke something Honduran, I'm always a little like, ah, but having said uh, that, here comes the stuck I, up Adam again. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I had the, uh, the Hoyo, the Epicure series. Is that what it's called right now? Yeah. The Epicure selection. The Epicure I had selection. the Epicure selection uh, last week. You didn't tell me. I didn't. I thought no. I did. I'm sorry. No. Yes. I, I had the Epicure selection last <laughs> week and it, it is Honduran and I had it and there. There was something about that cigar. There was this cedary smoky. It reminded me of walking into a, like a barbecue restaurant um, and I just absolutely loved it. It was it was it's such good. A, a good. Yeah, it was very. And very, it is very a good. medium to if it's I would say it's between medium and full. Yeah. Yep. But I was I was happy in that. Like I said, with most Honduran tobacco, there's usually this one. It, it's like this, almost like a citrusy note that I pick out that I just do not care for. Yeah. And and the Hoyo, did, I couldn't find that. Like I said, to me, I just got this really cedary, smoky. Like I said, I really felt like I walked into a just a nice barbecue restaurant. It was just very very good. The the aroma, the flavor. I was I was a fan. Um. So that's the big the big three. Now there yes. there are some some there other areas that you'll hear. You'll hear Sumatra, Sumatran wrappers are very nice. I'm a big fan of Sumatra wrappers. Cameroon. I love Cameroon wrappers. Yeah. Uh, the Sumatran wrappers are usually a thicker, uh, thicker leaf. And a lot of times Sumatra will be used in Maduro uh, because of the, the aging, the leaf being a little thicker, the, the Maduro uh, fermenting aging process. It can handle that. So you'll, a lot of times when you hear Sumatra, it's going to be a darker cigar. It's going to probably be a Maduro um, leaf on there. Indonesia, uh, you'll hear Indonesia not as frequently. There is one major cigar company that uses a lot of Indonesian tobacco, um, and that being Drew Estate. Yeah, they, they do. use a lot of Indonesian um, tobacco in their in their cigars. So you know Indonesia is out there, but you'll hear a lot Cameroon. Cameroon, you're seeing less and less of. I I'm a big fan of Cameroon wrappers. Uh, and the Oliva Siri G I just smoked had a Cameroon wrapper. Yeah, um, but. Tobacco production in the Cameroon has over, over years has gone down considerably, so you don't see as much true Cameroon anymore, um, which is sad. But you know, when you can find it, it's always really, really good. So when you're so, when you're kind of new at this, try and pay a little bit of attention to the regions, and because it'll help you determine. Like Adam, we've been listening to him talk about you know the Hondurans have this note that I don't like. Kind of, I don't not going to tell you to memorize everything you're smoking and do like four hours of research to smoke one cigar. <laughs> no, but kind of be conscious so that if you do taste something that you're like, I don't really like this, try and and help yourself figure out. Okay, you know, like Adam said, the Honduran to him has a little bit of a citrusy taste. He doesn't say mm-hmm. all the time. It's just no. It's a flavor that he'll pick up more in the Honduran than he will yep. in any of the other regions. Yep. So that is a cool thing that is going to go into our next subject because I think we're going to run and, out of time on this subject. Yeah, we're we're going to run through a few things, but real quick, I want to add one note. One you were talking about there, do some research. One of the things that I found helpful early on in my cigar cigar journey was I started keeping a notebook, and I still yes. do that. I, now my notebook is digital. I keep it in one note, but as I'm smoking cigars, I will just jot down just notes, whatever I'm thinking at the time. Um, I won't, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I won't because I do, I will sit and do full reviews, but if I'm not planning on, re- on going a full on review, I will still, I will usually have my laptop or my iPad, something with me. And I will just jot down notes as I'm smoking the cigar. Just, I started doing that when I started, I kept a, a true paper notebook where I would just jot things down as I was going and say, Hey, I liked this, or I didn't like that, or I tasted this, blah, 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 blah. And it was extremely helpful. It helped me realize what I enjoyed and what I didn't. I agree. Don't do what I do. I say, oh, I'll remember. And I'm old. So he'll say, well, what did you think of that cigar? And I'll be like, uh, I don't remember. I, I think it was good. Yeah, I think it, I, I smoked it. It was, it, I think it was good. 
So let's 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 kind of bounce around here, Bruno, because I think there's one section here that's going to be a full bit of time. But yeah, I think so it is too. I, I do want to hit this this one important part. Uh, we're going to jump down. So we did a blind review for this yes, episode. Yes, I do want to do that. Let, let's hit that because I think we can get through that relatively quickly. Okay. So I'll let you give yours first. Yes. So we did a blind review. Uh, what do I mean? It was blind to Bruno, not necessarily <laughs> to me. <laughs> I knew what that we were having because I purchased the cigars. Um, so it was blind to Bruno, which is fine. Um, it was I. All Bruno was made aware was that this was a Connecticut cigar, and that was it. It was from a premium. I I let him know it was from a premium cigar maker. Uh, I wasn't just giving him some random thing that I picked up. This was a, from a premium cigar maker. It was something that I had, I had read about uh, through the week that a lot of people were talking about. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this because it's worth a try. Um, so I picked up a couple of these. They were a Connecticut uh, cigar. So it's a Claro. It's Mayo. Um, I'm trying to think how to just describe it. So we'll just get right into what I thought about it. Yeah, we'll do it that ahead. way. So uh, we we smoked. I smoked a couple of these um, in the what do we have? The Toro size. Yeah, it was. Yeah, in the Toro, the Toro. it was a Toro size. Um, it was a Connecticut leaf. It was to me very mild. Uh, Bruno and I have talked about this prior, which so I'm gonna just throw some things out there that are contradicting what Bruno, what how Bruno's just to show the difference here. Uh, it was very mild. It burned well for me. It uh, didn't burn perfectly, but I didn't have any problems with draw, or I really didn't have any tunneling or canoeing problems. Um, I had a, t- a couple light touch-ups along the way, but that could have just been me because I was doing other things while I was smoking the cigar as well. Um, it never Flavor-wise, it stayed very mild for me, um, almost maybe a little too mild. Because I was able to almost forget that I was smoking a cigar at times. I had to stop what I was doing on my laptop and remember, hey, you're supposed to be paying attention to this cigar. So it was it was maybe a little too mild for me. I don't love Connecticut cigars to begin with, but this was just, it was a little bit too mild for my taste. It burned well. It, it performed well. Um, visually, it looked fine. looked like, I mean, there was no imperf- imperfections. I don't, I don't remember uh, in the wrapper. Nothing jumped out at me as being really imperfect about the cigar it it wasn't a beautiful cigar but it wasn't a beat up i would um, agree with that yeah it wasn't a, a beat up bundle cigar either uh it so that's kind of my take on it i would if i giving a score and bruno and i have been developing a scoring system that we'll get into in a later episode but on our one to ten scale for me this was probably yeah four or five it wasn't terrible but it was just kind of it, it was too mild for me was all it was so just again as Adam said, to show you the differences between people. So I was actually excited to smoke. We got, I got two of them from him, and we decided to do the Connecticut first. I'm okay with the Connecticut, especially since my uh, normal dailies and Oliva Connecticut Robusto. Yes, they're mild, but that, that Oliva Connecticut Robusto just has a buttload of flavor for me. So earlier in this episode, I said that I smelled the foot of a cigar and it smelled like a barn. And, and this is the cigar that I did. And it got me wired. I'm like, man, this is going to be a great cigar. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's what I ate or just that was my taste buds. I lit it up. It's had a little bit of a bitter taste to me. I got about halfway down, it started to tunnel, and then I could not keep it lit on one side. It was like it was plugged on one side. And the more I tried to continue to keep it lit, the more bitter it got to where probably half of the last third, I went ahead and just, I had to put it down. I didn't hate it. I smoked it. But... It definitely was different for me than it was for Adam. Like I said, it got, it was a little bit bitter to start. And it, as I went through each third of the cigar, it did get a little bit more bitter. So Adam said he gave it a four or five, as where I would go around a two or three. And I still am talking to you guys, and I do not know the manufacturer of this cigar. Yeah, I've so, not told Bruno what we had yet. We were waiting. <laughs> I wanted to wait until he got his thoughts recorded before I could tell him what we had. Uh, so are, are you wrapped up there, Bruno? You ready to know what we, what I'm we smoked? I'm done. Drop what we smoked, okay. please. <laughs> so the cigar that we smoked for that, that blind review, was the Drew Estate uh, Factory Smokes Connecticut. Oh, wow. That is um, Drew Estate's. It is their bundle cigar. 
Um, that cigar retails for less than $3. Uh, I would, you can get a bundle for, I believe, uh, MS here locally. Um, it was I'm now right around bummed. $49. Um, so yeah, I had heard a lot about the cigar and figured, you know what? It's a, it's a, a very inexpensive cigar. I'm going to try it and see, see what, what, you know, what it's all about. Now, and for me, it was too mild. In the end, if Adam and I were to do what we keep preaching all of you to do, we would each try another one. <laughs> we would go back to it. Yes. Yeah. And we may, we may do that because, uh, I oh, have someone no, else through estates. That's, that disappoints it's, me. It, yeah. This, this, the factory smokes, that's their foray into a, a bundled cigar. Uh, they come in three, um, three wrappers. There's a, uh, Connecticut, there's a Habano and there's a Maduro. Uh, and they're all less, uh, they're less than $3 retail. Uh, so I will probably revisit it because I have someone that I have been smoking cigars with regularly, who is a very big fan of Connecticut cigars. So I will probably... Yeah, I'm with you for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will. I will probably revisit it. So, yeah, I I was getting ready to bring that up. We have another talking point, but we've got actually two talking points that blend together, and we will get to those another time. Yeah, that's going to um, be too much because we want to. Yeah. All we're going to say, all I'm going to say is, it was something that Adam and I had never heard of. Yes, and we, we picked it up. We're last not going to give you any and, and, more information, and, and maybe it's better that we wait right. because that'll give us a chance to smoke the cigar. Before we talk about it. So, and that's all good, we're saying. Yeah, it's a good idea that we wait. So, we're at 41. So, I'm going to get some, some closing administrative stuff out there. Uh, episode seven, I'm not going to go on record just yet with the guest, but episode seven will be our target for our first guest on the podcast. Um, I've got some confirmations out there that uh, I've got some guests that have reached out and they're willing to come on. So, we're episode seven. Be looking for that. We're gonna have our first guest, and he is somebody that uh, I've been interacting with here over the last few weeks, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to this guy. Um, so we'll just leave it at that until it's. I don't want to jinx anything, and yeah, I don't, don't think I will. But I would rather be safe. I don't want to say episode seven and then come around to episode seven and be like, oh, something happened. It'll be episode eight. No, I, I would rather wait until we we have the uh, the interview recorded. But look for episode seven for our first guest. I'll I'll, I'll at least put it there. Hey, guess what? What? Didn't you What's just up? tell me a day or two ago that Santa visited you? Yes, that's a cool story. <laughs> so let me let me set the stage here. Um, I am I, I'm trying to think how to how to say this. Uh, so I am primarily a cigar smoker. Through, sometimes through fall and into the winter, I will get the urge and I will break out my pipe and I'll smoke a pipe. Uh, I don't smoke a pipe as often, not nearly as often anymore, but I still do. My son, who is now old enough to have a cigar with me, uh, over the last month or so has decided he'd like to try to smoke a pipe. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you. So he's been, he's been smoking a pipe. I keep a small, it's, it's a converted wine refrigerator. I keep it in my garage under my workbench with all of my pipe tobacco. It's out of sight, out of mind, because I couldn't tell you the last time I got pipe tobacco out of this, this, this wine fridge. It's not plugged in because a wine fridge would would pull humidity out of the air, but it does hold humidity. The door seals, it holds humidity. So there's humipacks in it, keeping everything humified just in case I ever do want to smoke a pipe again. Um, so at some point over the last, I don't know, 12 years or so, I started putting cigar boxes in this, this wine fridge just to take up space because it looked really empty and it bothered me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put some cigar boxes in there to fill space. So a couple <laughs> days ago, fill space. My, yeah. A couple days ago, uh, my son and I were out in the garage and he says, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to clean out the, uh, the pipe tobacco fridge over there. Is that okay? I said, yeah, because we've got so much stuff in there and he's been sifting through it and he's digging around and, and constantly moving things. He said, I just want to, I'm going to clean it out and organize it. I said, yeah, for sure. He said, what's in these cigar boxes? I said, oh, they're, they're just empty. I said, they're, they're in there for space. I said, one of them may have a, an old cigar lighter in it or something. I said, so if, if it feels like there's something in it, open it up, take a look. He says, okay. So he pulls out the first box he opens it up and it's empty. So yeah, they're, they should all be empty. He pulls out a second box. And he said, this one's got weight. There's something in it. He opens it up. There's a box of cigars in there that I'd forgotten about. <laughs> we looked, we looked at, there's a label on the bottom of the box from when I put it in there from 2012. Uh, these were, um, I've got the box sitting here. Let me grab it real quick. And these were, I'm uh, sitting there in my basement. <laughs> I think I'm having a cigar or doing something. 
And all of a sudden I get this, buddy, check this out. Yes. Bruno was the first person I told. So, so my son pulls out this box of, uh, the scar was called Hudson Bay. It was by, um, K hand social. If you don't know who K hand social is, that's, that's Gurkha. Uh, so it was Hudson Bay basically made by Gurkha. Uh, they'd been in this, in this, luckily I kept pipe tobacco <laughs> in this thing and I've kept it in proper humidity yeah, all these, all this exactly. time. They've been in this humidor for, I would say 11 years now. Uh, yeah. So we he he said, "There's no way these cigars are still good." I said, "Handle here." So he handed me the box. We took a cigar out of the cellophane, and I said, "Here, let me show you how to check. If you squeeze the foot of the cigar, if it cracks, they're dry. Yeah, they're done. If well, not done. Yeah, if it smushes down and forms and stays smushed down, they're too wet. So what you would like to see is you squeeze the foot lightly. It should squish a little, and when you let go, it should fall." go back to place it should pop not pop but ease back out right. into its normal its natural form and we squ- we squeeze the foot it excuse me it filled back up i said they're still good and uh he was getting ready to smoke a pipe and he says uh can i have one it's like <laughs> yeah man by all means let, let, let's go can i have the rest <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah, exactly. That was the intent. Um, so yeah, he he cut one and fired it up right there, and uh, his his eyes kind of lit up, and he's like, "Wow, this is amazing." So well, let let me try it real quick, and sure enough, uh, they had just mellowed out and just smoothed out like you would oh, believe. Yeah. Uh, I was really really happy that these had been. I and you've heard me say on the the first few episodes, I can't age cigars. If I know I have cigars in a humidor, <laughs> I'm going to smoke them. Well, this is how you do it. You just forget you yeah, have them. Yeah, exactly. This out of sight, like a, out of mind. This was like a visit from Santa, the Easter Bunny, yeah. um, the Thanksgiving <laughs> yes, episode. Exactly. So the great pumpkin patch. <laughs> yes, this was man. a visit from every character I, that brings I, you yeah. stuff through the year. Yes. Yeah, this was a pretty, pretty amazing thing. Uh, so Bruno now has a, has a few of these cigars that I brought him last night. So, oh, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Yeah, so when you dive into there, we'll, we'll discuss uh, what you thought of them. We'll, we'll discuss those. So, yeah, if you want to really age some cigars, just put them somewhere where you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> and forget about them. Right, and forget about them. Yeah, just totally forget you have them. But and make sure that they're, for, they're properly restored. Yes, make sure they're properly. <laughs> yes, that, that's, that was the upside is we keep cigar or pipe tobacco in there so we we constantly we we maintain the humidity and i think we're lucky that we don't i, I don't smoke aromatic pipe tobacco because yeah. that aromatic didn't didn't get into them yeah. it, all the pipe tobacco we have is english so there was no blending of flavors or anything so we were extremely lucky in that state that we were able to we we do keep that that humidity set proper in that that wine refrigerator um or they would have been ruined but yeah, yeah we were extremely lucky and really excited so so yeah it was just a, a cool cool story so bruno we're coming up on about 50 minutes yeah, you have anything you want to close us out with i don't we were going to do some you know what have you smoked and so on and so forth yeah but, uh, you want to take it two minutes and what have you smoked over the last two weeks as i told you before i we know started, that's why i asked you don't I, know I, you did. <laughs> I don't remember i took pictures of it sent it to you and then deleted the the darn pictures. So when you're yeah, like, Bruno has no idea what he smoked. Last two weeks, so I'm like, I, I don't know. You tell me. For some reason, I can tell you what Bruno smoked, but he can't. <laughs> uh, San Latano Dominicano. Oh, no, it was good. That's the one I know you yeah. smoked. <laughs> medium to medium full. You burn well. I really enjoyed the taste of that. I don't think that's the first time I've had it, um, but I really enjoyed that. And yeah, I don't good. remember what the hell else did I have. That that's the only one that I I'm looking right now at the photos, and okay. that's the only that. one that I can find. Um, I've had quite a few, but I'm only going to share a, a couple because there are a few that that Bruno picked up last night, so he could try them as well, and we can discuss them on the show. So I don't want to ruin that. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll go through and just high level. Um, what day was this? A couple days ago, I had the uh, West Tampa Attic series. I'm not going to talk about it because Bruno picked one up last night. Yes. Uh, I had the Heaven and Hell Claro by Oscar Valderas, which you heard me say I'm not a, I'm not a fan of usually um, Connecticut or Claro type cigars. This was really really nice, really quality. Um, so the Oscar Valderas Heaven and Hell Claro, I I was wanting the Oscaro, but they didn't have it, so I went with Claro, and I was not disappointed. Um, I'm gonna say this company's name wrong, and I apologize, but I think it's a Norsa Leaf. Uh, I had the Norsa Leaf Rare Leaf. Uh, I can't talk about it because Bruno bought yeah, one exactly. last night. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, this is one that, that was interesting. I should have pointed this out to you last night, Bruno, and I forgot. Uh, I had never heard of Blackbird Cigar Company. Mm, me neither. Um, it was, and that's exactly why I picked it up a couple of weeks ago because I had never heard of them. 
uh, and I saw it at the brick and mortar that I was at and said, you know what, let's, let's go. So I had the, the Blackbird Cigar Company. I believe the one I had was called The Rook. Uh, okay. And that was, that was quite nice. It was, it, was, uh, it was spicy. It was, I'm trying to think of just high level. I don't want to give a full detail, but it was, it was nice. If, if you not, like a nice full-bodied cigar, it, it was good. It was definitely one that I will revisit. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not, but I had the uh, the Deadwood Cigar Company. I have, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think you I, did. You did. Talk yeah, about I talked that. about this on the last episode, so I'll stop with that one. Um, yeah, we'll just stop right there. I mean, so yeah. I had a few, and then we've got some things lined up. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some West Tampa stuff. Bruno picked up the West Tampa Attic series last night. I think we each have uh, West Tampa Black Label that we're going to smoke, and we'll talk about on the show. Uh, we've oh, got a yeah. number of things that that we've got lined up to talk about. It's going to be fun. We've got guests upcoming. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's going to be a new thing for Bruno and I, so we're excited. Um, as we go to close out, get out to your local brick and mortars. Yes, uh, and take, join CRA. Yes, join CRA. Get out there, support your local brick and mortars. Become part of the cigar culture. If there's a cigar event going on, go out there and check it out. Um, go, go hang out, smoke some cigars. I mean, what what does how does that not sound fun to anybody listening it to this show? To me. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I'm ready to do that right now. So get out there, support your local brick and mortars, go to the cigar nights, do all of the things, become part of the cigar culture. It's a lot, a lot of fun. It is. Um, and with that, Bruno, I think I don't have anything else for tonight. I, I think either. I'm good. I think we'll this is where we call it. Up. Yeah, thank you, everybody that's, yes. that's been listening. Thank you for listening to this one. I hope you guys continue. Um, let us know what we can do better. We are always open to feedback. Um, until then, you know, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Thank you Thanks much. For the support. Thanks for the support on all the social media platforms. Yes. We will talk in two weeks. Keep smoking great cigars, guys. Or not so great because we're not you so just want to try them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep smoking cigars. Yeah, How just about keep that? smoking cigars. That's better. <laughs> let us know. if you, and, and real quick, before we close out, if you smoke something really good, yeah, let, let us, us know. Let us know. because <laughs> so we can we're, find it and smoke it. Yeah, we're always looking to, for new cigars to try. So if you smoke something really good and you're like, man, you guys need to try this, please let us know on any platform that yeah. we're on. Send us a message and say, hey, check this out because we, we will definitely go find it and try it. So, all right, guys, that's where we're going to wrap up. Thank Enjoy. you, everybody. We will talk again in two weeks. And, uh, yeah, keep smoking cigars. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Later, guys. Bye-bye.